Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. Hey, this is Ian from Banded Brewing in Biddeford, Maine, and you're listening to an episode of Brew Roots. Ooh. Ooh. Ryan, that we was love a it nice when you do stuff like that, addition. Man. Welcome, guys, to another episode you of tell. Brew Roots. What's going on, guys? How was your week? It was slamming. Oh my God, you're telling me. I've been right. working all kind of crazy hours. You yeah, no, same. I think we're lucky we got yeah. you tonight. Yeah, and Ryan is here from Still. his Tamworth, New Hampshire show. How was that? Uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah, no, I got out actually a day early. You're having so. some sweet beers up there. Yeah, no, I did. I found um, a little hole in the wall convenience store nice. um, that had this walk in beer fridge. Mm. Those are cool. And I've heard of them. I found some really good beers. That's mm. awesome. I mean, you guys saw the foundation, the definitive. Yeah, those, those are, are on Instagram. Um, the same yourself. Yeah, I forget what the, <laughs> the Goza I found. I forget who that's from. Mm. Um, but that was uh, a The really Goza Your Own Way? Just it's your North check. one? No. no, 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 no. I have that in my fridge. That's the tangerine That's what one. I was looking at. Yeah. yeah, no, I had another Goza. It was like something with guava. Oh, okay. It was really That's good. good. I, cool. That was like the I first like one guava. I sent you. Yeah, gotcha. it was delicious. And Loved it. We probably have secured a future interview with some of your hard work up there. So yeah, and no, it's gonna be fun. Very excited. Uh, have you guys been drinking anything this week? What's been on your? Uh, what's been, what have you been drinking? I've been drinking Ryan's Mystery Beer. <laughs> I yeah. love that so beer, good. so I'm very so excited good. to do that. Yep. Um, so we won't say what that is. No, we got to keep that a secret. But I had a Treehouse beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned this. And for those uh, for those listeners out there, I, um, I'm i a fan of Treehouse. I will say that. Beautiful canard, I yes, have to say, too. I will say that first and yeah. foremost. I would pick it off a shelf. So uh, I great, had the impressionism. Yeah, the, well, too bad they don't sell it. Oh, uh. <laughs> they don't? They just pretend they just gave it to you? Well, no. I mean, they just sell it at their tap room, oh, so you won't okay. find it on the oh. shelves, you dingus. <laughs> you dingus. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, I was lucky enough to get that from uh, somebody that works there. So, yeah, I oh, did get la-dee-da. it. La-dee-da. Yeah. Um, but Impressionism, it's, it was really good. Was, there's was it? chocolate stout, which I drank on a 90-degree day, but... <laughs> chocolate stout. Whatever. The power what to you. Whatever, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, and this weekend I drank a bunch of Crispy Boys. That's cool. Nice. I feel Pills. like I've been on an IPA kick. I don't, you, I don't have know why. You? I actually haven't. I am not. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah no, I've been trying... Yeah, no, I've been trying to find, like, those really nice, refreshing... Uh, good for you, uh, Summer beers. Good for you. Ryan grew up. Actually... I'm so proud of him right now. All Ryan... All right, Ryan's come lying. Come on. He has a... F- a fridge full of white claws because there ain't no laws when that's bullshit no i don't (laughs) (laughs) you're lying so we're classy as fuck dude yeah we are actually because we are drinking from freaking a lot teacups yeah we are actually drinking a lot so we we go around (laughs) the table erica has a banded brewing who happens to be our guest this week from uh biddeford maine if you didn't hear in the intro can we say what you and i were drinking literally just an hour before we got here i did not drink anything but oh, that's right. You, you can talk about yeah. what you drank. So I went to the Notch event at The Deck On in deck. Salisbury. It's called The Deck is the name of the restaurant. And it's a deck. It is a deck. It's actually multiple decks. It's a, it's a um, rad little place. Yeah, so I I went to the event, got a mug. Um, they had dog and pony on tap, so I I had dog and pony. I had the pills. Session pills. Um, before Woo-woo. they started pouring um, the liters. I was drinking like a night shift and uh, the mm. Plum Island. 
Not bad. Actually, nice. I I haven't been there since um, the place caught on fire. <laughs> that is true. Like Damn. three years ago. Yeah, um, and they have a great tap list. I was very impressed. They didn't really have any domestic stuff on tap. Hmm. They they probably had it on the cans probably. and stuff, but their taps were like pretty solid. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So anyway, the deck in Salisbury. So coming back to the teacups here. Yeah, yes. the teacups. So Ryan, tell us what we're drinking. So. We are drinking a bourbon. Well, we like to yeah. change it up here every so often. Yeah, so we're drinking the Old Man of the Mountain, Ooh, is uh, which is a straight bourbon, and it is distilled in Tamworth. So this in is in New Tam- Hampshire. Right? In New Hampshire, yep, what? Tamworth. So where I do the theater um, shows in the summer um, at the Barnstormers, there is a distillery right across the street called Tamworth Distilling. Um, I usually go there once or twice a year um, when I'm up there uh, just to see what they have new and. I last time I was there, I didn't get this. Hmm. Um, I didn't try it because they do really um, very nice tastings up there. Um, so I had it and I loved it. Uh, so the, yeah, this is and a, you're bourbon. a bourbon guy. Too. Yeah, I am yeah. a bourbon guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is aged for four years in their barrels um, from Kentucky. They're actually Kentucky barrels. So that's why it's bourbon. Yep. It um, Kentucky bourbon. And that's something right, that they yeah. say that um, they get a lot is that how can you have a bourbon? You're not in Kentucky. It's because they imported. Use, yeah, yeah, they get the barrels. Um, I'm and sure it's a very wide misconception. I, I I'm sure one of our listeners on Instagram will be like, "It's not real." So fight us. So please do it. Drop us a DM if you disagree. <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about it. I just want to figure out if we're right or wrong. Um, cool. So let's taste it. Yeah, and then we'll get to that mystery beer. Oh my god. Erica doesn't like it. Erica can't handle. She doesn't really, like whiskey. She's really, a she's a gin yeah. and vodka girl. Oh god! You know what? We'll probably it burns everything. What will probably curb <laughs> that flavor is we got fortune cookies. From, oh god! From yeah, Chinese food before this, yeah. So we're gonna open the fortune cookies, which probably sounds terrible oh, in it's our listeners' popping. ears right now. Oh, it's All right. my so Matt, what did you think? I loved it. I'm a bourbon guy as well. Yeah. Um, Still let's me. see if it says anything because I forget what they told me or how they actually like what kind of barrels and blah blah blah. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's one hell of a stale fortune cookie. Mm, it's solid. That's most fortune cookies in Salisbury. Yeah. So, oh, uh, da, da, da. all right. Well, Ryan's getting that. Erica, yeah. what is your fortune? They don't say, say anything. A new look brightens your image and brings new friends. Ooh, well, in bed. In bed. <laughs> in, in bed. <laughs> well, <laughs> adversity is the great prosperity of the great. I can't even do in bed. You can't even do that. That's no fun. Adversity in bed is the prosperity <laughs> of the great. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so mine is either you can or you can't. Either way, you were right. In bed. In bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the sure. winner. Yeah, I think sure. that's the winner of the I night. I like it. All right, so we have the mystery beer this week from our friends. Uh, Mine isn't stale, sorry. No. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. From our friends, Cicerone.org. Uh, we, if you guys don't know, we are taking our Cicerone courses right now to become a level, what is it, level one, Erica? Yeah. Um, beer savvy. Beer savvy Cicerone, um, which means that at the end of this. Well, no we, shit. And we could technically be beer tenders, but I don't think anyone would hire us at this point. We could be beer tenders without it, but why not? It just makes us extra cool beer tenders. No, I'm just kidding. We might get hired. But we're all, I, would we're def- all busy. I would definitely get hired. Come on. Yeah, your good Look looks. Look at that face. Your good looks. Right? My good um, looks. All those tips, baby. Yeah, so make sure to head over to cicerone.org to check it out for yourself. Sign up because I've learned a lot about different flavors and it's actually going to 
help us on one of our future content episodes, I think. Um, for sure, for sure. Oh, 100%. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I know All what right. clean glassware is now, which is pretty convenient <laughs> when you go to like a, a Bar, restaurant. Really yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's one of those things you where would, you don't even think yeah. about it because you just expect it to be yeah. clean. It's kind of that situation where it's like, if you worked at a restaurant, you might say, I wouldn't eat there. <laughs> exactly. Like right. basically every episode of Kitchen Nightmares. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Fun facts. When like all the people work there, like I wouldn't eat there. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. All right. <laughs> all right. So Ryan, crack that open and tell us what you think. Oh, that's right. We're doing this now with him. And if you. This, this thing. <laughs> and if you can hear that folks good for you go back that's, 15, that's, that's sonic branding right there <laughs> go back 15 seconds and turn up your volume and you'll get an earful <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan take a sip what does it smell like though first i, I like it smells know. like pale ale okay all right cool hmm. cool i don't know if that's the um the beer or the uh koozie it's in <laughs> Okay. All right. Ryan has a koozie scented pale ale. Yeah. All right. I'm. I'm gonna taste Just it. Drink now. it. Yeah. Taste. taste it. Swish it around. Well, it's warm. Sorry. It is not cold <laughs> at all. It is warmer than the fucking bourbon no. we're drinking right now. <laughs> I was really hoping it would cool down. Cool down. Where was it? Was it not in the fridge? Well, like. They it, gave it to me warm, so I wanted to keep it warm, like to they, not give that crazy temperature flux. And yep. I meant to cool it down, and then I forgot. And um, I hate you. <laughs> I really hate you. Good thinking, you. Erica. How do yeah, you really... feel about this? I don't know. It, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The temperature. I mean, if it was cooler, yeah. maybe it'd be different. Sorry to our our friends who gave us we this beer. We still love you. He's taking a lot of sips of it, though. I want to say it's a pale ale, or a session, or a session uh, IPA, or something, or something. Let's well, hand it over to me, Ryan, for yeah. the grand reveal. Would you? Do you like it? Would you have it again? I, I would like to cold? try it cold. So <laughs> this can is in a Nickelodeon orange can from it's our friends and last and two weeks ago. Oh, it's guest. blonde. Small it. Oh, small dry, fish. dry hopped. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's why I was so. tasting. Yep. So it's a dry hop blonde ale. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Despite it being warm, it still tastes great. Does it? Oh, no, yeah. it definitely yeah. tastes yeah, it great. Tastes but I'd, I'd like to try it cold. Definitely would be more refreshing cold, yeah. but still good. Well, it's not warm, warm, but it's definitely not as cold as right, it should Erica. be. What the fuck you smoking? Erica, that's I don't warm. Mind this. That's warm. That is room temp. Your face is room temp. Probably, because we're cool. in the room. Great. Um, but you know what's not warm? Actually, it's in like 98.6, probably. Yeah. But do you know what's not warm? Degrees? I don't know. What? Our beer that we had in our Craft Master Growlers from This is week. very true. Yeah, and it's still great. And it's still we carbonated. We had some of it early, and it's still carbonated. It is tasting like just right off the tap. You and when did you feel that? Degree. Like a week ago? Yeah. Was, was it? I, I, I thought, thought it was more, more than a week ago. Two weeks ago? Huh, it's I want to say it's like two. Cusp, but yeah. I mean, it is great still. Yeah. Loving That's it. cool. Way cool. All right, so Erica, what did you do on, was it Sunday night or was it Monday night? Oh, my pink boots? Yeah, that was Sunday night. And for our listeners who don't know, Erica is an avid member of the Pink Boots Society Boston chapter. Yep. We had a great time. We um, changed it up this week. We did, or this month, we did a uh, 
just like a get together. We just kind of wanted to hang out and really just bond and have a little ladies trivia night. Cool. And it was awesome. It was put on by a crafted company. They did a beer trivia and it was dope. And your team won, I think. And my team won. So oh, yeah. it was we you. We had a dream team. It was Jenna from True North and, and Katrina. Katrina from Warmdown. What up, Katrina? You might yep. actually hear her voice coming up soon, soon because we interviewed Warmtown. The one and only. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I love their beer. I love Same. both. I love both places beer. Yeah. I was very mad yeah. I wasn't able to go. Yeah. And it was really funny as I was mixing a show literally less than like twenty minutes away. I can just let you know of that course. I got very drunk and I fell asleep in the car. So he did. He was <laughs> passed out. It was Who was driving? I Me. Was. Yeah, I was driving. I, was, I, fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. No, I'm just kidding. I was not. I do not control drinking and driving. It was just a bad joke. All right. So I think that kind of wraps everything up for our like intro segment. So before we get to our episode with Ian, founder and brewer at uh, Banded Brewing Company, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Each month, Shirts on Tap teams up with a brewery and creates a custom t-shirt and delivers it right to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com to get your first box for $5 off using our promo code BREWROOTS. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. All right, we are at the beginning of what many people are calling the polar vortex. What is it called? The polar... Polar vortex? Yeah, that's what they're calling it, right? Yeah. and uh, That's a term I've heard. Yeah, it's it's cold, but it's not that cold yet, but it's coming up in the next couple of days. It's like 20 degrees today. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal for Maine, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if by that description, we are at Banded, Banded uh, Brewing Company right. in Banded Biddeford. Brewing. Yes. Right? Yeah. right? Right over the border from Saka. 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 Yeah. Or if you prefer to call it Beardeford. Beardeford. Ooh. You can. No one does, though. Just you guys? Not even us. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, and I'm here with Ian, yeah. and founder, head brewer, correct? Right. Uh, well, I kind of call myself brewmaster because okay. I still have full control of all that. I, I have a head brewer who is, you know, skilled, very skilled, um, and he has a lot more time to think about beer than I do because I have to manage people and all this other stuff that, uh, as a business person, is necessary. So it's safe to say you're a jack of all trades here. Yes, yeah. master of one. <laughs> um, all right, so we always ask this question, what is your first memory of beer? Um, probably drinking my the dregs of my mother's Budweiser when I was maybe five or six, and it tasted terrible. I thought it tasted like pee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess more specifically then, what was your first memory of craft and Oh, craft beer. Well, no, that's no. We like that. We like that one. That one's like the cool one. Like, oh yeah, I, I snuck a beer when I was younger. But yeah, and I think I think probably most people have a memory mm-hmm. similar to that. Um, so for for craft beer, it was really when I started coming of age in my early twenties. I started drinking a lot of Shipyard. Okay. So, and and it was just I feel like it's different than it is now. Shipyard export, I, I maybe not. 
but maybe just I'm different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it being just having so much flavor and being pretty good. And now, of course, people associate Ringwood styles of beer with high diacetyl levels and um, and things like that. But I, I don't remember it that way. I just remember it as the beer that was brewed in Portland. Yeah. Um, and it really got me interested in local beer. Mm. So it, it just kind of ballooned from there. Before we get into that local scene, Portland in this area has a booming local scene, but I want to get to know you a little bit more. Um, talk about life before Banded. What did you do? Uh, well, life before Banded was great. Uh, I was really, I was in the trades. I, I did HVAC. I installed and designed ductwork and ordered and you know managed small teams of, of workers it wasn't necessarily a career choice, just something I fell into. Mm-hmm. But I did learn a lot. Um, I learned a lot about uh, trades, uh, little electrical, plumbing, and of course, uh, metal, little welding, things like that. All that help out in a brewery. Right. Yeah. And it, I don't know if I was just like that, that I liked to do that stuff, or if that early career, in a way, kind of molded my personality and how I approach problems and things like that. But I'm... I'm just very hands-on with whatever I do. Extremely manual. Mm. When was the first time that you were introduced to brewing? Uh, Well, the funny story about that is I didn't really realize you could brew your own beer. Of course, I was drinking, you know, Dogfish Head, Brooklyn Brewery, Mm -hmm. um, Smutty Nose, Finest Kind was, like, highly sought after at the time. And... uh, my cousin who works here and he's, he's a bit of a co-founder. He's part owner of banded Ron. We were just driving down the street one day cause that's what we did. Uh, and, and he said, I always wanted to try to make my own beer. So that just was like a magic moment for me. And like, I love making things. I love doing all this stuff. And next thing you know, we were on our way to the homebrew store that very day. When did homebrewing become less of a hobby and then more of a hey i think i want to immediately this. okay really <laughs> literally that day i started i brewed a first batch and i started just looking into how i can do more you know mm-hmm. all grain and getting my own kegerator and, and things like that so i ended up moving to new york city less than a year after that and i i kind of wanted a career change anyway didn't really know what i wanted to do in the end so I just started going to breweries and offering to work for free. Just and cleaning kegs and anything. Doing whatever you Scrubbing do. floors, moving stuff, painting kegs, putting stickers on kegs. It was, it was pure drudgery. Uh, but just, the, just to see the beer there, like even like the tiniest bit of beer on the floor was like just majestic. Mm. You know, it's just this magical thing that I, just, I was just so inspired by. When did you finally stop working for free in a brewery and then kind of, you know, About, who gave you an opportunity to kind of... Well, uh, I, I contacted every brewery in, in New York City, mm-hmm. and there, I think there were only five or maybe four. Uh, and Six Point was the one that gave me the opportunity. The, the owner, the then owner, Shane Welch, just, I don't know why, I don't know what I did that caught his attention, but he immediately brought me in and as an intern. 
um, and gave me, gave me a lot of great opportunities. What year was this around? 2007. Okay, so I was definitely drinking the resin that was being put out during that point, I yeah. feel like. So. Yeah, well, back then it was actually called, um, shit, what was it called? It was called Gemini. Mm-hmm. That was our double IPA. Yeah. Yep. How long were you at 6.4? Five years. Okay. So yeah. From 2007 to 2012 and moved. I just knew I wanted to come back to Maine. Hmm. Uh, and in that time, I had gotten married and had my daughter. And it, it was just a matter of convincing my family that it was the thing to do. What was, uh, what, how did your role morph at Six Point? Did you, you started as? Um, yeah, I started as an unpaid intern okay. at Six Point, and I, I just worked my way up. There was a co- there were a couple of people there who ended up moving on, which mm-hmm. was convenient for me. And it was a small, small team. There were only three full time production people there. We were just doing draft beer, you know, cranking out four or five batches a week, putting it all into fifty liter kegs, mm-hmm. all for New York City. It was pretty pretty interesting. Um, cause no, there are no models like that today right. that just doesn't work like that. Um, so it kind of taught me the wrong way to, you know, the way that you, it's impossible to run a brewery in Maine. Um, cause you need cans, you need a tap room, you need oh, yeah. all this other stuff. And I, I, I just didn't have that in my mind when we started. I just wanted to do draft beer and I wanted the, the local, you know, bars and, and restaurants to support it. And they did. There's just not enough people here really, and not enough uh, draft lines for that reason. Of course. To support that kind of uh, business model. So you moved back to this area, what, late 2011, early 2012? Yeah, it was about mid-2012. Mid-2012. It was actually, yeah, I made the decision to move back on Father's Day of 2012, and I was back here September 1st of that same year. So what, literally in nine months, you guys were established and opened, or? Well, we didn't open in 2012. We opened in November of 2013. Okay. So it was, yeah, about not, not much more than a year after I moved back, we were open. That's impressive. Let's talk about that. It felt like a long time. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's a rather quick build out for a brewery. Yeah. I feel, you you know, I have a bunch of um, mostly family and friends, small investors. And once I got a few on board, it's like I had to turn people away a couple of weeks later. Um, cause it, so many people just love beer and want to be a part of beer, even if they, they're not going to get rich off it. Um, so it was really easy. It, it made it really easy to find the funding. And, um, you know, when I found this space in the Pepperell Mill in Biddeford, every, it, it was like a roller coaster after that. It happened really fast. Can we talk about the space? Uh, we are in a rather large tap room for the area and, uh, let's talk about it. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's a. We started with about a six thousand square foot uh, building, wood floors, which is unique for a brewery. Yeah. Uh, so we actually had to pour a slab on top of the wood floors. Um, so the the brew house is slightly elevated up from the wood floor of the tap room. Um, it's we have sixteen foot ceilings, so it's it's the space is big. There's a lot of, you know, cubic footage, but. Uh, there's the, there are these columns. Every 30 feet, there's a line of columns, and the columns are eight feet apart on center, so they really break up the room. Mm-hmm. So we opted to finally just do the, the production brew house on one side of the room and the tap room on the other side. So you have these kind of giant wooden uh, tree trunks you know, separating it, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and 
in about 2016, we expanded into the back of this room. So we have full full production space. We have like 18,000 square feet. And you guys are canning back there and everything. Yeah, almost everything happens back there. That's great. Yeah. Uh, in between you guys is, what is it, a yarn? Or yeah. What, yeah, what's between you guys? We call them the yarn people. The yarn people? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I came in and... Uh, I, th I feel like people come to the back door a lot and say, oh, we're here for Bandit, and the woman kind of rolled her eyes at me. I was like, they're the, the guys with beards. I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but uh, uh, People think we have a yarn problem, but yeah, it's just we, they were here when we moved in, and we just kind of developed a good relationship with them because they like beer too, and they're nice. Um, and then, now we just sublet warehouse space to them. That's great. So. Um, awesome. What, um, what's... How many barrel system are you guys on here? Uh, we're on a 20 barrel system. Um, I got it used when we started. And, you know, we started off with two 20 barrel fermenters. And now we have, you know, four 20s, three 30s, and, and two 60s. Mm. So. And I see, uh, are you guys experimenting with some, some barrel aging or? Yes. About six months ago, we started to really move forward with a barrel aging program. Mm -hmm. um, now, is that doing sours, or is this just for yes. stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we've always done a little bit of clean barrel aging, um, mostly our Imperial Stout Mountain, which you really can't find it not barrel aged now. So we used to we used to differentiate between Mountain and barrel aged Mountain. Anyway, that's beside the point. But we're doing a lot of sours, um, and you're going to see it, it. You know, these beers take a long time. Um, it takes a lot of patience and. It's really been about the last couple of years where Sean, the head brewer, and I have kind of had the mental space, the physical space, and just the, the overall kind of capital to invest oh. in this kind of project and do a little, the research. Because uh, it's not simple. And, you know, there's really no, there's no right or wrong with sour barrel-aged beers. But obviously, if you do a really good job, if you blend properly, if you age properly... If you treat all the beer properly, it's going to be good. And that takes a lot of skill and a lot of learning. It's also a big risk. You could contaminate the other beer. Yes. Yes, you could. Um, that's really, we tend to not worry about that right now until, you know, when we see a problem, we'll know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You guys were not always known as just banded. Uh, you guys rebranded or kind of reintroduced yourselves from Banded Horn. Uh, right. Can we talk about the name and, and maybe why you deviated from that? Sure. Uh, I really liked the imagery of the drinking horn. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a, it's a ceremonial drinking vessel in a lot of cultures, not just uh, Norse culture, not just Vikings, uh, but all over Asia and Europe, um, you know, drinking horns were... And this was badass. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love drinking from a horn? Yeah. But we, I think we found just the overall message of, of banded horn was, it, it was just a little confusing. Uh, and in this day and age, there's, there's so many brands and so many breweries. If you don't have a concise message and you're just kind of making people think you're one thing that you're not, it's, I, I find that problematic. And really, people thought we were Vikings. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not who I am. I don't have any, you know, Scandinavian blood at all. Uh, so we, we just thought going with Banded 
kind of stayed true to the original message. Which uh, is? Uh, and that was banding together, basically, is the, the primary meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beer is a... I mean, for a lot of people, beer is an everyday drink, too, but it's also a, it's a drink of, of plenty. It's a drink of celebration. Uh, and it should be enjoyed with, with loved ones. And, you know, even if you're having a beer with a stranger, it's, you know, you usually usually make friends or, or get talking and, and uh, good things happen. So, especially craft beer, because it's just, uh, it, it, it all comes from a great place, I think, in the heart. Were there any other names that you guys were toying with at the time? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. Guys, I, I don't good remember example. any None of them. them. None of them. <laughs> a lot of people say that naming is kind of the hardest thing, because there's, just like yeah. naming a band, it's like there's already... Yeah, because it's it's really hard to change. I mean, even though we changed from banded horn to banded, it's not really a change. It's more of like a refinement, but Mm -hmm. it was still, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. It was a lot of work, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine if we didn't retain the recognition that we already had, if we just totally went with an entirely new name. The things that people assume... It's just amazing. Like every, people come up to me still all the time and are like, "Oh, you have a new owner." Um, they they just assume the strangest things. Well, you came out with a. Name a I mean, you came out with like a a letter, right. essentially, to <laughs> I, like clear the water. Yeah. Right? It, like, was, it was on the splash page of the website. Yeah, yeah. It was all over social media, but everyone's busy. You know, everyone, there's so much noise out there in the world. Mm. Um, it's just kind of hard to keep up with everything. Speaking of noise, there's a lot of noise on an app called Untapped sometimes. Yes. Uh, how do you, as you know, an owner, kind of ignore the noise but still take some value from maybe negative comments? Sure, yeah. There, there have been a couple negative comments that have made us aware of certain issues that we might have had that you know, you don't really know till the beer, after the beer leaves like mm-hmm. a lot of it um it's like when, when it gets distributed right when we first started canning we had some seeming issues and you know just all, all that stuff is a really steep learning curve um and you can think everything's great because it's not leaking uh and then you know it turns out two days later it cools down it warms up and it, just general quality issues uh come up and and there's a lot of smart beer drinkers out there and they're, they're keen to all this stuff. So that's fine. I, I will talk to anyone about the quality of our beer. Mm. Literally, it's the most important thing to me. So if there is a problem, I want to hear about it. Um, what I don't like is when people rate the pepperol like a, a one because they don't like pilsners. Right. And there's a lot of hype in the beer world. And I think based around that, there tends to be a lot of groupthink. Mm. Um, so I would just say to everyone, just develop your own palate. Don't necessarily just drink what the cool people say is good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, you have three of the beers that are considered the cool kid beers. And I'll, I'll throw the IPL in there, I guess. <laughs> but the IPA. Right. Um, it's not considered your flagship, Correct. Are you, are you, do you mean Viridian? Yeah. Yeah. So it, I don't consider it a flagship. Mm-hmm. No. It's the beer we brew the most of. Yes. 
is the beer we sell the most of. So in that, in that regard, it's simple. And some people would call that a flagship, but I, I don't really like that term very much. You guys have a, certainly a lot of offerings here. Is that important for you guys or are you guys just brewing beer that you want to drink? Um, well, y- yes to both. Yep. I really love, like we have a, we have a Bomberg style Rauch beer cool. on tap right now, which is a really tough sell everywhere but our tap room. Um, we, we sell quite a bit of it here. But I think... Is that people, just because you have that face-to-face interaction? Hey, try this. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's easy. I think when people come here, they understand what we do because they can see you know, our personalities reflected in everything around here, the, the decor, everything. And they can see this wide range of beers, and I think it kind of makes people much more likely to go out on a limb and try something and you know, kind of develop a new taste. Is there oftentimes somebody comes in here and they say, you know, I like Bud Light. Bud Light is my drink of choice. And you, here's the Pilsner. Or do you throw them, uh, do you throw them something out of, of left field? Um, it's, you never know. But yeah, you, we start with the Pils. And, uh, pepperol. Right. Pepperol, yeah. And, and a lot of people just, a lot of people like it. Yep. It's, it's, it's really... It's light for a beer, but it has a ton of flavor, which is, that's what a Pilsner is supposed to be. Uh, and I think a lot of people appreciate that. But yeah, some, sometimes you'll get a person who says they don't like beer and you give them an IPA and their kind of face lights up and they're like, whoa, it's not overly bitter. And it's, it's got a ton of flavor. And it's like, why does it taste like grapefruit and things like that? Mm-hmm. Why are breweries such as yourself successful? Why, why do you see that people continue to go to breweries? I, I think beer is just the best drink ever. <laughs> no, no, that's a good. That's, I agree. Uh, I, I I think it's beer has a lot of merit, and you know, craft beer is enjoying a huge success period right now. Um, you know, and the the laws have kind of gone back our way over the last ten, fifteen, twenty years. Um, so it, we're able to sell beer that we make here to the people that come. Um, but I really think breweries have found a, a niche, taproom specifically, that where it, they're always really chill and they're always great places to hang out in groups. Um, you know, there's no table service anywhere. It's just, uh, I think it just works. And I think the, before breweries started coming around and invading every town, like there really wasn't a, anything like that. There was nothing like this in Biddeford before we were here. Uh-huh. Let's talk about you guys in community, I guess, right? Um, the, what What's your opinion of the Maine beer scene? Um, I, Maine's doing really well. We have an amazing Brewers Guild. Um, I really feel personally like everyone's on my side. Um, yeah, there's competition, and it's more crowded of a market than there, it ever was, but we're still all friends. I think those of us who are you know, really critically examining ourselves and our business. Um, I think we're doing really well, um, you know, and we're hustling, of course. But uh, I think Maine is probably a really good place to be for beer right now. But it's also highly competitive and, and the, the tastes are highly refined. You guys did collaboration with Mass Landing and you've done it with a couple other right. breweries. Um, who comes up with the recipe? Was that you guys? Was that Mass Landing? You guys just... It, it all depends. Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes, sometimes they're a bit 
haphazardly thrown together. And mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, sometimes there's just not enough time for all the communication required. But um, sometimes you get a really good rapport. Um, of course, with Mass Landing, I know those guys really, really well. Um, Orono is the same way. Yep. We've collabed with them a couple of times. Um, yeah, they, uh, Coconut Patty, um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, party Trick. Party Trick, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Good. That, that's the next one, yeah. Coconut Patty. Yeah. <laughs> party Trick, awesome beer. Yeah, uh, thanks. And it's yeah. a little different for for both of you guys. I mean, maybe not for Mass Landing. They're known for their Gunner's Daughter, maybe right. to their remiss. But. Yeah, well, they, we brewed that at their brewery, mm-hmm. and really, I think they they saw it as, let's brew a beer here that's kind of more in Bandit's wheelhouse. Um, you know, and we we just talked about the styles we brew and the styles they brew, and, and you kind of came up with a really good solution uh, to, to hit both. Mm-hmm. So, You guys migrate down to Massachusetts every now and again. Every yes. time I see your cans, they're different. Um, who designs the can? I remember the first one I saw was the Champagne Poppy that you guys made, the Brute IPA. <laughs> um, Obviously, it's supposed to be an expensive champagne bottle looking yeah. thing with play on Drake, I guess. But um, you guys don't have consistency with your can art, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, who designs it? Or We design most of it in-house now. Um, we did work with an artist for our uh, two, our two top-selling beer labels, which are Viridian and Daikaiju. Um, I really wish I could remember his name because he's, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so we, we've just learned, um, over the years, we've learned to have a really good template. We have a really good typeface, uh, and, and the layout is always the same, but given that we can, we can take on any angle we want. How do you guys keep your product consistent from batch to batch? Uh, well, it's tough with the brewery our size, um, but we we really just use our palettes for the most part, um, and we're you know Sean the head brewer and I are we're always reading we're always doing more research always you know figuring out why if if something is a little bit wrong you know it's uh, this is a small brewery that that I put together myself you know we don't have any million dollar equipment so uh, things happen um, our canner is used and, and pretty old but. But uh, I, I think we're just so close to the process and so close to the beers themselves that it's, um, you know, I'm not saying every batch will taste exactly the same, but a lot of that's because they're continuously evolving. Mm-hmm. They're, um, especially the IPAs, they're just evolving to what we feel is a good crossroads between our vision of the perfect IPA and the, you know, the beers that people are seeking out right now. You see more pills and more lagers being brewed. Mm-hmm. Is that because it's just what brewers like to drink at the end of the night, or is it because we see more people going to breweries? I don't really know. I think, I mean, I know brewers love lagers. Right. It's it's a thing, you know. I, for a long time, brewers were afraid to brew lagers because I'm talking small craft breweries mm-hmm. um, because they just didn't, the, the process was a bit mystifying. Uh, and the the time investment also was was a lot to swallow for breweries. But I think you know we started brewing ours in 2013. Um, you know there are quite a few that were earlier than us producing really good pilsners. Mm. Uh, and I feel like it's just more commonplace now. I think what I'd like to believe is that lagers are 
the evolution of people's palates. I think a German style pills is the perfect beer. Literally, it doesn't get any better than like a really well-made pills. You know, will will everyone think that in 20 years? Definitely not. But I, I hope, I really hope more people will. Pills has been around for a long time. So. I know. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> it's anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Um, can we talk about, you know, Banded and where you see it going in the future? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. It's And it's really, really hard to say. Um, you know, there's been, the, I don't want to say it's been all good news everywhere. Uh, we're doing great. Um, and we've, we're growing as much as we want to. We don't really want to grow too fast. We don't want to expand too fast. Um, it's, you know, just for me, managing our beer quality and managing our, you know, 18 employees is enough work. Yeah, that's and, hard. And it's not, it's not really getting any easier. It's like, you know, as, as we improve quality and as we heighten standards and things like that, it's, and as we produce like just more and more beers every week, sometimes we're producing like two or three new beers every week. Um, it's, it's just it's a lot to deal with. And I don't really feel like, uh, I don't really, sorry, I, get, I trailed off there. It's all right. That happens to me. It's, it's good. Yeah. Is there something that 2019 Ian wishes he told himself in 2012 when you're looking at opening Manded? Um, that's a tough one. I, I, you know what? I, yeah, of course, there's a lot of wisdom I have now that I didn't have then. I think I just would have, you know, watched out for simple mistakes maybe. Um, Such as? It's, yeah, it's hard to put a, to really put a finger on that one. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, lots of breweries in the area. Who's someone in your opinion, maybe beyond the greater main area that's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing it right? Um, well, just from uh, travels in, back and forth to Connecticut. I've had a lot of uh, counterweight beer. Cool. We did a collab with them last August. Uh, and it actually, you know, their IPA, they're just regular IPA, and their pills are both, like, really, really good. And I, I got a lot of respect for that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so they're they're probably one of the one of the better breweries I can think of that I've associated with in, in New England. Very neat. So. Uh, what's in your refrigerator at home? Um... <laughs> not a lot of beer yeah it's funny I, I i take a lot of short fills home okay um and i like can't really i i just can't like i'm so busy all the time i i don't feel like i get I give myself enough time to drink other people's beer like if, if there was you know me i'm i'm supposed to be an expert you know in this industry i i if i was if i had one kind of goal for myself it would be to not just to drink my own beer all the time but uh to to branch out and just really spend time with other people's beer too uh and it's hard sometimes and you know brewers come by all the time and drop off beer and it's great and i get i'll take a couple of cans we'll do the same to them but um it's just uh you know this is a this is a hassle and you know running a business is no joke so and i have two kids at home so I've, i really feel like i just don't give myself enough time to enjoy, you know, other yeah. people's beer. Except when I'm out of town, then I'll, you know, go nuts. What is a guilty pleasure beer of yours? Um, 
I don't even I wouldn't even necessarily call it a guilty pleasure because it's just a great beer. It's a uh, Coors Banquet. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine and PBR. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, people would call it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like high life for for that reason. Yep. I can't. I don't can't really do high life. I just find it's way too sweet. Um, but the thing with Banquet is it actually has a little bit of bitterness to it. Mm. Um, and it's fairly balanced. And that's one of the most important things in any beer style for me is balance. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your day to do this. Yeah, no, no worries. Thank you. Um, before we go, we always ask this question. Uh, what are you most proud of? Mm. We leave it short-ended like that, so <laughs> you can answer it however way you want. Yeah. Do you, do you mean like what? Of what we've accomplished, or just whatever anything. you want. Um, this is the people moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you just turn the music on? It's all right. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really proud of the fact that we have. Be I think we're known for authenticity, um, in our in both our branding and our beer styles we create, um, and that's I always want to stay true to that. Um, and I, I don't ever want to sell out basically. Uh, and I, I don't mean like sell out in terms of like appealing to mass numbers of people. I mean, mm. I mean literally selling the company. Yeah. Right. I think, I feel like craft beer needs to remain authentic in order to protect itself and its own interests. Um, and if everyone just kind of sells to the bigger breweries, it's just going to be conglomerated all over again. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we do that really well. We do a lot of beer styles. Um, I'm pretty proud of all of them. And that I just I just love beer so much that that's uh, really really important to me. Uh, and people walking into this room and and seeing authenticity in that is something I'm really really proud of. That's something definitely to be proud of. Yeah, thanks. appreciate you sharing that. Uh, I know that you are our sound guy Ryan's favorite brewery. Oh, so he, he loves you guys. <laughs> Good and, job, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan's the man. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't be here. Not really the man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but he's, he's still okay. Yeah. Where can we find you physically and on the interwebs? Uh, so we're at uh, bandedbrewing.com, and uh, I highly recommend checking out our tap room. It's at 32 Main Street in Biddeford. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of parking, but you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Take an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys are on social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're Banded Brewing on everything. everything. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's not hard to find. Cool. But yeah, definitely check it out. Cool. Thank you very much. And uh, any cool beer releases coming up in the next couple months? Um, well, yeah, tomorrow we have uh, a 10.5% IPA called Session Ender. Damn. Uh, that's a fun one. Um, it, we brew it once or twice a year and always use different hops in it. This cool. time it's uh, Cashmere, Denali, and uh, something else. I'm not remembering. But I'm sorry. Look on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very cool. Well, thank you so much, Ian. Yeah, and we have, we have new beers coming out. Basically every two weeks. Oh, uh, awesome. Usually on Thursdays. Cool. Well, until next time. Cheers. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Hey, guys. Thank you once again for listening to our episode this week featuring our new friend, Banded Brewing Company from Biddeford, Maine. You can help us out even more by leaving a five-star review and subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Catch you on the flip side with our newest episode featuring Foundation Brewing Company from Portland, Maine. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.